Happy Monday, dear podcast listeners. This is David Karzmenski on Karzmenski Podcast, and today we're going to go into the most important news that happened over the weekend and the last 24 hours in a section I like to call Lunch Break Card News, because normally I do it during my lunch break. And these episodes come out every work day, so Monday to Friday, somewhat after the lunch break, but before dinner. So if you want to keep updated with all the car news that happening, uh, feel free to give me a follow or give me a listen if that's what you'd like. I appreciate every one of you being here. With that in mind, let's get started. And starting off, of course, with the rumor and teaser section, which I personally love. And I like speculations and talking about everything that's happening in the car market. First one's coming from BMW. They're said to be simplifying their lineup, uh, introducing fewer models and fewer engines as they need to hunker down and invest more money into electric vehicles. But also, they've been getting a few some feedback saying that their current lineup is too complicated, customers don't know what anything stands for, and this is only going to increase with the introduction of electric models. In the future, BMW is hoping that these hybrid and electric models uh, will be replacing some of the model ranges. Uh, Can't think of anything at the moment, but perhaps somewhere in the middle is a sweet spot. But even with the introduction of an electrified BMW M vehicle, some M model eventually might get cut. At the end of the day, car enthusiasts will be happy if there is a 2 Series, 3 Series and 4 Series out there. And of course, the 5.2. And if that's the case, if we still have our inline 6 engine and some M models with manual transmission, I think the car enthusiasts will be happy. Uh, We can't deny that eventually the electric cars are coming. So this will be the first step for BMW and some other automakers as well. A teaser for a new generation of Mitsubishi Outlander has been released, even though the recent spy shots dating back to December have been pretty revealing themselves. Yet Mitsubishi is pressing on on their campaign and promises for the new Outlander to be revealed on February 16th. The current generation has been in the market for more than nine years, which is a lot for a model, so it's time for a refresh. And the refresh is coming. Mitsubishi is also testing the concept quite vigorously with a lot of mud, snow and off-roading, which promises for the car to be a capable off-roader, perhaps. Uh, The design looks to be close to the concept Mitsubishi revealed in 2019, while the interior is definitely unknown. But in the teaser, one can see the infotainment system being on top of the dashboard, not integrated into the center console like before. The car, again, is coming in February 16th, and it's expected to grow in size and lower the platform from Nissan Rogue to become the best-equipped Mitsubishi model ever sold in the United States. Uh, It will most likely use the same inline-four 2.5-liter engine with 181 horsepower going to the front wheels, potentially with all-wheel option available, and with the CVT, unfortunately. There definitely will be a plug-in hybrid system as well, potentially with a 2.4-liter gas engine. All of that will be revealed on February 16th, where we'll see the whole model in detail. Next up, Audi. Some news on the A4 and A6 models, which unsurprisingly will become fully electric, but fortunately that's not going to happen until 
2030 at least. The next generation A4 and A6 will be coming sometime in 2023 and will still use combustion engines, although potentially there will be some electrifications, um, probably a hybrid model, not necessarily a full electric model. The whole update seems to be a more of an evolution of the current design rather than a brand new a complete redesign and also Audi sees plug-in hybrids as completely obsolete so it's unclear if those cars will be coming as plug-ins as well. Uh, Audi doesn't believe that the governments are going to promote these powertrains first and foremost because the EVs are gaining more popularity and he think Audi thinks that a transition to full EVs is very important that's why perhaps this transition is a little bit rushed for the popular A4 and A6 but 2030 is still a long time away and there definitely will be improvements to the electric vehicles and more acceptance of them. So this is probably a an unsurprising move from Audi, but a smart one. Next teaser is coming from Mercedes regarding the new 2022 Mercedes-Benz EQS or the S-Class electric S-Class equivalent. It's called equivalent because EQS is built on another architecture. It cannot be technically called an electric S-Class. And what was demonstrated is the car's ability to handle on a wet track side by side with the S-Class coupe that was dropped in 2020, perhaps showcasing how much better the EQS is, which is pretty weird. And even though S Coupe has been dropped, but it shows that Mercedes-Benz is pretty ruthless to the old Coupe. EQS was handling very well, which cannot really be said about the S-Class Coupe, sadly. And that's because of what Mercedes-Benz was showcasing, torque shift, which is the Mercedes' name for torque vectoring. Basically, uh, the power going to each wheel can be altered and depending on the conditions and that's why EQS was handling superbly. Anyway, the car is expected to arrive later this year, perhaps in the summer since it's a 2022 model and everything that's 2022 needs to be produced at least in the second half of 2021. So should see it soon. Uh, we've seen bits of it in spy shots and even the giant hyper screen that's supposed to go in it. So the, the final show date should be pretty soon. With that, the rumor and teaser segment is done and we're on to the new models and there's a few of them. And the first news actually comes about a new model that will not make it. The Sony car, unfortunately, the XX have decided that uh, the car will not make it to the final version. It was just a show uh, case for what's possible using Sony's technologies. Perhaps it's a good move because we're still not sure how the cars from uh, regular brands will perform in the automotive world and perhaps Sony wants to see if Audi will do anything and whether it will be successful. The car was pretty nicely designed, uh, was produced uh, with together with Magnus tires so uh, the lack of production capability was not an issue for Sony and a lot of people actually wanted to see the final version, see how it actually performs. Well those plans are not gonna happen even though Sony showed us the car in 2021 um, the execs still decided no it is not the time yet maybe that will change but for now the decision is a no another sad story about not so new car is regarding the last 
2020 or C7 Chevy Corvette, which is very opposed to the story about the very first C8 Corvette, the brand new one, it sold earlier for $3 million. Of course, uh, the funds went towards charity, but this story did not succeed for the last 2020 Chevy Corvette Z8. It actually was a pretty cool car. It was the 3LT Corvette convertible uh, coming in in a very hot serving orange and filled with options, everything you can think of. And it's not to say that there weren't any bids. The top one was $140,000, but that didn't meet the reserve price for what the company was hoping to sell it for. Uh, that being said, it failed to sell at that particular auction on that date, but uh, the website still shows that the bid goes on, perhaps hinting that it will have another go at uh, meeting the reserve option. So we'll see if that perhaps changes sometime in the future. For now, the story is a failure. Another interesting piece includes the 2021 Nissan Xterra. Apparently some Nissan dealers are thinking that the car should come to the US and will be pretty successful because recently the rugged SUV are going through some sort of a boom. That of course, despite the brand new 2022 Frontier and Pathfinder that are scheduled to debut pretty soon on February the 4th and followed later by the next-gen uh, Rogue Sport or so-called Qashqai as well. The Xterra that the dealers are referring to is the brand new vehicle introduced for the Middle East that's actually based on a 2018 Terra that was brought to China in 2018. But right now Nissan says there has been talks and nothing has been decided in 2018 when the Chinese Terra was unveiled, Nissan said that currently bringing that to the US is out of their scope as the US market is one of the toughest and not just because of crash test but because of customer expectations. Now since the customer expectations shifted just slightly uh, to really focus on buying the rugged SUVs, perhaps now could be the time to bring the Xterra. Well, more on that to follow. The next piece of news is coming from Jeep. Uh, and more specifically Stellantis yet again. It seems like I've been talking about them forever, but they make the news, so what can I say? Uh, the team at Jeep has some words to say about the new Grand Cherokee L that on paper will clash with their new Wagoneer and Durango even from Dodge, which is in the same family. But according to Jeep themselves, everything will be just fine. They're saying that the two new models, the Grand Cherokee L, the Wagoneer, and eventually the Grand Wagoneer were designed for people who love Jeep brand but had to go out of it to as their families grew and they needed a three-row SUV or a minivan. And that's who the vehicle is really designed for, not really to steer uh, people from other brands like Dodge. They're also mentioning that the cars have been worked on for years, even before Stellantis was being thought of and it just happened that in 2021 is when these cars are coming. They also go on to say that the Grand Cherokee is meant to compete with smaller competitors like the Kia, Telluride and Ford Explorer and it's meant to be more affordable when compared to the Wagoneer that will be a traditional body on frame SUV that's much larger than the Grand Cherokee L. And as such, the price for the Wagoneer will be significantly higher and the Grand Wagoneer will be the most expensive of the three. So thus, Jeep says that everyone can live in harmony and 
customers will eventually choose Stellantis brand over any others, which with their offering and with right pricing, of course, is possible. And to conclude the talk about new models, let's talk about the new model of off-road wiper blades from BF Goodrick, the tire company. These off-roading uh, tire blades are gonna cost 80 bucks US and they're designed for SUVs and trucks, both for on-road and off-road driving. So do you really wanna spend 80 bucks on these wipers? Let's see why you would. Tire Company says they feature a heavy-duty design that's inspired by the brand's all-terrain tire threads and durable rubber. Every set also has uh, the features to quickly clear away mud, bug, rain, snow, and grime. Things, of course, you normally race face during your off-road adventures. And the wiper will also feature a weather-repelling technology that's set to keep out mud, rain, snow, and ice uh, to be on the blade cover and to form there. And lastly, the, the wiper promises supreme windshield contact with what's called an X-Flex suspension. So if this is all worth uh, for you, then 80 bucks is the way to go, but probably your regular wipers will do just fine. And that concludes the new model conversation. And now let's talk about the official news from the industry. First up, from the company that's been fairly successful recent, recently, talking about Rivian, the manufacturer that aims to bring the first electric pickup truck to the US market. Recently, it got additional investment of 2.65 billion, bringing its valuation to $27 billion. And for now, it doesn't, it doesn't go public, it probably plans to, but for now it tries to keep private, uh, finding its funding elsewhere. There's a lot of uh, people and companies in the industry that see its success and it's very optimistic uh, because of the vehicles that Rivian's planning to bring. They're calling this lineup as the electric adventure vehicles and for now it will be a R1T, an electric pickup truck, and R1S, electric three-row SUV. Those will be rugged, feature luxury-grade cabins, and a lot of range. So we'll see when that's happening, potentially with the new vehicles arriving as early as June 2021. So we'll see then. The next company that unfortunately is not doing as well, it's the British Bloodhound uh, that really aims to beat the current land speed record and get to 800 miles an hour on a road going vehicle. The car unfortunately is on sale again since the previous owner could not uh, bear with the financial responsibilities as uh, they were tied down by the pandemic. Uh, the speed run was planned to be completed in 2020 as of course it goes through a lot of preparation and testing and that didn't happen so for the next land speed attempt that could be possible in 2022, the funding needs to come now and the project development needs to happen in the next few months. The ultimate goal of Bloodhound is to reach a thousand miles per hour, which is insane. Uh, but that of course is all due to finding a new owner, if that owner is indeed found. Another company that didn't do so well in Europe is Subaru especially its European division, and the company is not sure according things that said that 2020 was ridiculous for them with insane sales numbers, especially in England. 
There were a few reasons to that, of course, one of which was the pandemic and the slow demand of that. Uh, but also there was a decision that's made in 2019 to pre-register a lot of cars to avoid paying the emission fines that uh, were implemented in 2020. And because of that, the profits were hurt. And Subaru only de delivered 951 cars in UK last year, which is down by more than 50% which is a lot, of course. And finally, the car, the company was pretty slow to introduce an online buying system, which they did now. So that's why perhaps they're more optimistic, but 2020 could not be saved. So um, despite everything, 2020 was a disaster to Subaru. That's what the company is saying. But for now, it is staying there. Next up, Ford, that actually might be living in an interesting reality. As we know, their current launches were pretty bad, but the company says they are pretty happy with current launches. Uh, they admit that there were issues surrounding the launch of Bronco and Mustang Mach-E, but they were described as very typical, especially in times of global crisis. Another launch uh, that, of course, begs to be mentioned is the new Ford Explorer. It currently is one of the best-selling models, but the launch was horrible, and the car has been recalled at least 10 times. As for the F-150s being inspected around plans, uh, the company also said that these are normal steps in Ford's build and hold process, which again looks like a little bit of denying. But overall, they say that things are improving according to their data and the future launches should be smooth and nice for them. We definitely will see about that as so far not so good for Ford. And of course, that affects their stock price and their profits. Finally, an interesting piece from Richard Perry Jones, the former engineering guru from Ford, uh, that was talking about uh, the future for the electric and internal combustion cars. Uh, he's mentioning that most likely the cars will be same in price sometime in 2026, but not necessarily because electric cars will slowly become cheaper and cheaper, but because the internal combustion cars will become more and more expensive as currently uh, the emission standards are pretty tough and the companies are investing a lot of money and spending a lot of money uh, for emission control systems. Speaking about Britain specifically where the internal combustion cars, the pure ICEs, will be banned after 2030. Um, he thinks that most likely it's influenced by city air quality than the, than the carbon emissions. And that's why potentially there will be different demand for the cars inside the cities and outside the cities. So a pretty interesting piece and a pretty bold prediction that seems pretty accurate though, specifically for Europe and Britain, where in 2026 the EVs and ICE cars Will be costing around the same. We'll guess, I'll guess we'll see in a few years. And that's the end for today's episode. Uh, not as many rumors today, but some good news and bad news about the new models and quite a few official information as well. I thank you for giving me a listen today and I hope you come back later this week where I'll be dropping episodes every workday, Monday to Friday. I hope to see you soon and thank you again. Bye-bye.